Good afternoon, everybody. Uneducated economist here. I was reading this um, headline. It said something about like inflation fears easing. So I put that into the Google search and hit the news feed just to see what would come up. And I was amazed by how many articles that I found, how many news outlets had that in their headlines. Inflation fears easing. And now it's not surprising to me anyway to hear that some of these businesses out there are not expanding. That's not a surprise to me. Now think about it in the new construction market. New construction is a major driver of this economy. If houses are being built, that is a lot of labor. That's a lot of money being spent. It's equipment. There's a lot of stuff that takes place when new construction is booming. Right now, we have housing starts that are slowing down. This is a problem. Think about, think about it. Let's let's take it down just a little bit to like the average guy like me working out at the lumberyard. I do retail sales for a living. I sell deck packages during the summertime. It's one of my major major projects that I push out there. Last year, the year before, if I was to sell an average deck package, it would be somewhere around two thousand dollars. I wouldn't be surprised to sell anywhere from say four of them a day. $8,000 worth of deck packages every day during the summertime. Maybe some days I wouldn't sell any. Maybe some weeks I wouldn't sell any. Maybe some weeks I would sell 20. So we think about the average deck package being $2,000 just a few years ago. I would sell four of them. $8,000 worth of, worth of deck packages. That's four deliveries, four forklift operations. That's four potential sales of tape measures, saw blades, levels, shovels, who knows, whatever it takes to build a deck. This year, I sell one deck for $8,000. The amount of money being invested into real estate probably has gone up. But the amount of starts is going down. The amount of projects that are taking place is dropping. That's deflation. That's less people building. Think about like this. Restaurants and other businesses, like I was reading an article about how an amusement park had to deal with the same thing. Lack of staffing has these companies shutting down shutting down, cutting back their hours and literally shutting down the business. That's deflation. That's less transactions taking place. See, what's happened right now is that there was this huge supply constraint. And with the supply constraint at the same time met this huge demand coming from stimulus packages and forbearances and moratoriums. So everybody had a lot of money to spend, but they didn't have to really go out there and earn it. So they were willing to spend it on whatever they needed to, whatever they wanted to. And it depleted the inventories out there. Domestic suppliers, domestic producers, they loved it. They, they really enjoyed the price elevations that have taken place since then. I mean, just look at lumber itself. All the local lumber producers are now earning top dollar for their product. But soon they're going to be met with imports. Soon they're going to be met with more supply. Soon they're going to be met 
with not the condition that they have been in for the last year. They're going to be back into the same old condition that they were in where things are not in the huge demand that they are right now due to the stimulus and moratoriums and forbearances that were in that they were going through. But instead, they're going to have to meet a demand coming from the working class, from the working people. That's going to be a huge shock to the to the producers out there, to the to the sellers, to the wholesalers. As stimulus checks run out, as imports, cheaper supply starts coming in. There's going to be price wars coming into the future. As these elevated prices start meeting supply. And you can already see that there's going to be issues with the Federal Reserve needing to raise interest rates. They are going to have to cut back on the quantitative easing. There is too much liquidity in the system, and you can see it tearing the repo market up. $450, $485 billion today? Something like that? This was a facility that got almost no use just a couple of months ago. Now has $485 billion going to it. This is money that has no place to go. And they need to park it somewhere, and they're parking it at the Federal Reserve on an overnight basis in exchange for treasuries. See, this is the exact opposite of what took place during the not QE QE of September of 2019. See, all the banks ran out of money. There was a huge tax payment, and all that money went up to the treasury. And the, you know, all the banks were like, man, we don't have any cash to operate with. And the Federal Reserve was like, no problem. We're going to take treasuries off your balance sheet, and we're going to hand you a bunch of cash. And we're going to do this every day until, you know, things start balancing out. Well, what ended up happening was, is they did it every day until quantitative easing kicked in. Then they started purchasing $80 billion a month worth of these treasuries. And the need for the repo just faded away. Well, now it's back because there's too much liquidity in the system. See, before there wasn't enough. And the Fed needed to inject liquidity into the system. Now there's too much and they're trying to pull it out. See, they're going to have to at some point say, okay, the, the quantitative easing needs to come to an end. We are injecting far too much into the system. We're having to pull it out in the repo market on an overnight basis. Then you got Yellen over there going, you know what? The country isn't doing, the, the government isn't doing enough spending. They're not aggressive enough. Well, yeah. Is because there's no place to park that cash. If there was, they would be buying treasuries. But there's not enough treasuries out there because the Treasury General account has been drawing down. They had a bunch of cash. The Treasury had been sitting on a bunch of cash. And they're trying to spend that down so they don't have all this cash sitting on their books in that account. Which means that they don't have to issue out as much treasuries. If they don't have to issue out as much treasuries, that means cash doesn't have a place to go because it would go into buying treasuries. But since it doesn't, they need to find a place. And that's where the Fed is stepping in. See, if they backed off on the quantitative easing, then some of that money could go into purchasing the treasuries that the Fed is doing. The stuff is getting complicated. I understand that. You know, I mean, it's hard to wrap your head around all this stuff to understand, you know, what the bigger picture is going to look like. Think about it like this. Yes, there is a lot of money in the system. There is a ton of it out there. And it is chasing a lot of stuff, especially things like house prices. 
but there's another avenue besides just price increases. It's the amount of transactions that are happening out there. And this is slowing down. They want to point at like, you know, vacations and restaurants and stuff like that opening up as though that's going to be the driver of the economy. It's going to look pretty good for a little while as everybody starts to enjoy their summer. But the real driver of the economy is housing, is real estate. And man, is there not a problem taking place up there right now. You know, I can't predict the future, but there's just some things that seem that it, even though it, it doesn't seem like it can be logical at the levels that they are, there's some things that are going to take place that shock the heck out of everybody. And one of them is going to be a major deflationary spiral where the dollar bubbles, like literally the dollar becomes the number one thing that you could ever possibly have. And so many people shake their head when I say that, but I truly believe that that could be a scenario. You know, there is a lot of debt out there, a lot of it, and it is all due in dollars. And if anybody was ever to try and get out of the dollar, you have to pay that debt off to do it. That is going to put a huge demand on dollars. And the more they try to get out of the debt, the harder it will be to get the dollars. The less dollars there will be, and the more demand for them will grow. Keep your eyes on this housing market. Keep your eye on the housing starts. You know, a lot of people point at permits saying that permits are like, you know, growing. Doesn't matter. Permits are a preliminary effect. You need a permit to get the housing starts. Housing starts is where it's at. That's where you want to look. All right. Uneducated economist, you guys let me know.